when spirit possession was taking place, when people were possessed by spirits. You will not find where there was an explanation of how they were possessed. You won't find an explanation of why they were possessed. All you will find is where they came to Jesus, and the Bible says that when they came to him, the one that was possessed is now no longer possessed. But the scripture does say in Ephesians chapter number 4, verse number 27, it says, neither give place to the devil. Now, this scripture is valuable to this lesson here today because we may not know how or why the people were possessed, but we do understand the scripture that says we don't give place to the devil. We heard the saying, if you give someone an inch, they'll take a mile. Well, if you give the devil an inch, he will try to take your life because the scripture says the thief describing the devil, he comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. So the scripture here in Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 27 reads, neither give place to the devil. The word place there is also interpreted opportunity. Don't even give him an opportunity. Don't even give him a window to, to slide into or to creep into. No opportunity. You've heard me oftentimes, and I believe just a few weeks ago, I was speaking on music and how music is prophetic. And we ought to be careful the type of music that we entertain or that we listen to. Because the things that we are putting into our ears is a gateway to our heart, gateway to the mind. And so we ought to be careful about the type of music that we're listening to because we're giving an opportunity for the devil. And the things that we're taking into our spirit, the things that we're listening to, whether it's music, the things that we are, even some places that we go. It's interesting because you go to any liquor store, it would actually say on the sign that they offer wine and spirits. You speak to many people that deal with alcoholism or folks that come in an alcoholic home, we understand that there are strong spirits behind that. Why do you think when you dive into certain alcohols and drugs and different lifestyles that you can do things and wake up the next day not even recalling what you have done? Why? Because there are spirits behind those things. And I'm telling you, it's the same way when it comes to music. It's the same way if we're not listening to music that doesn't glorify God, then what is it glorifying? What are the things that we're allowing into our household? Uh-huh. Because the scripture says we don't give place or an opportunity to the devil. So it's important that we don't allow certain things into our home. We don't entertain certain things in our home. Uh-huh. There are certain games, and this game has been around for a long time. How many of you have ever heard of a Ouija board? Oh, y'all don't want to raise your hand. Okay. Y'all go make it hard on me this morning. Okay. I, I see what kind of crowd we got today. Yeah, there's certain board games that don't get entertained in my home. 
And it's beyond the Ouija board. There's other games as well. They, they, they don't get played into my home. They don't get offered in my home. Now, I'm not passing this conviction onto this church. Neither am I passing this conviction onto anyone's home. But see, in my home growing up, when we have that same environment now in my home today, you won't find, I don't believe so, maybe I need to check the house one more time. I need to go upstairs, downstairs, and check some corners. But you won't find a deck of cards or playing cards in our house. My mother and father didn't allow a deck of cards in our house. If we had a deck of cards, we was playing Uno. So don't challenge me in Uno, okay? Many years experience. Many years experience. And I'm a great cheater, but we're not talking about cheating today. So let me, just, let me just say that right now. So you, you won't find those things in our home growing up because she didn't want to give place. My father didn't want to give place to the devil. Didn't want us getting caught up in certain things. Didn't want to give that opportunity, putting up somebody say safeguards. Yeah. So we watch and we make sure that we are careful what we watch on television. Certain movies that entertain certain things. No, no, no. See, you don't get it. You're saying, oh, it's just a movie. No, no, no. You're speaking that and playing that into your atmosphere. And these movies are highlighting things of the world. Oh, yes. Glorifying witchcraft. Glorifying sorcery. Glorifying fornication and adultery. Glorifying it's okay to cheat on your spouse and do whatever you want. It glorifies this stuff. Saying that it's okay to do. But we don't give place to the devil. Glorifies man with man, woman with woman. It magnifies that. Oh yes. To where now... The body of Christ, I'm going to say that again, the body of Christ should not be entertaining those things, getting to a place to where all of a sudden we're saying it's okay to do. The Bible says, let's put up Leviticus chapter 20, verse number 13. The Bible speaks in Leviticus 20, 13. It says, if a man also lie with mankind as he lieth with a woman. If a man lies with a man, like he should be doing with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. Both of them are doing something that God hates. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Well, pastor, is it okay then if woman be with woman? Because the scripture only talks about man with man. Thank you for asking that question. Let me answer it. Romans chapter number 1, verse number 26. The scripture says, For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, verse number 27, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one towards another. 
The scripture says men with men working that which is unseemly. Unseemly means shameful. And receiving in themselves the recompense. Recompense means penalty of their error which was met or which was due. See, the world glorifies this. And it says it's okay for men to be with men, women to be with women. But the Bible says that it is an abomination to do. So there's certain things that we don't entertain in our household, allowing it to be okay. Amen. That's true because that is the word of the Lord. And the interesting thing is, is that I've been asked, well, what if someone that lives that lifestyle, pastor, would you allow them in the church? My answer is, as well, do we allow liars in the church? Do we allow cheaters in the church? Do we, do we allow people that steal in the church? Do we allow people that cuss in the church? Do, 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 huh? do we allow these things? Do we allow people that bike back, talk about people in the church? Uh-huh. See, we want to categorize sin. Oh, you do that? Oh, uh-uh, you're not welcome here, but yet you lying all the time. Sin is sin. See, God doesn't categorize sin. The Bible just says the wages of sin is death. So, yes, we allow all people into the church because Jesus loved all people and he hated all sin. We don't change people. We love people. God changes people. Because you don't have to lift your hand, but I know some of you used to lie with the best of them, used to cuss with the best of them, used to cheat with the best of them, used to gamble with the best of them, used to fornicate with the best of them, used to do all these different things. Some of you were in a, in a lifestyle of men with men, women with women, but God has changed your life. Amen. Because that's what the Lord does. He loves you so much that he doesn't leave you where you are. Glory be to God. Oh, yes. But while God is working on me, I can't give place to the devil. Because all of us, God is still working on. Has anybody in here made it yet? I was just checking to see who's going to raise their hand. No one's made it. No one's perfect. We're all striving for perfection. So every day must be a day of thanksgiving. Every day must be a day of praise. Every day must be a day of repentance. Every day I've got to give God glory. Every day I've got to ask the Lord, work on my heart. Change my mind. And don't allow me to give an opportunity to the devil. Because we can think we are saved as you want to be. I heard our brother Gopher up here. He said, aren't you glad you're saved? 
and sanctified and whatever else he was saying. Everybody was like, yes, yes. You can quote it as much as you want. You still need the Lord. And you need him every step of the way. Every step of the way. Every step. You need the Lord. But we must not allow ourselves to give place to the devil. Because if you give him an opportunity, there will come a time where the spirit of possession will take hold of you and your home. Amen. He will creep in and do his best. The Bible refers to them as familiar spirits. The scripture says in 1 Samuel chapter number 28, verse number 7, Then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit. See, spirits are real. And we're going to learn here that spirits, they can be communicated to. Bible says that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said unto him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment, and he went, and two men with him, and they came to the woman by night. And he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. And the woman said unto him, Behold, thou knowest that Saul... Saul being the king and Saul being the one that is also talking with her. Saul hath done how he hath cut off those that have familiar spirits. So King Saul cut off all the people that have familiar spirits out of the kingdom. Why? Because you're not supposed to give place to the devil. So he removed all the people that operated in this witchcraft or sorcery. Can I talk to you? Don't be confused by people and don't allow yourself to be caught up in sorcery and witchcraft. People that can read palms, people that can operate the cards and do all those things and tell things about your future. Because I know of people that have went to ones and it came true. Why is that? Because it's real. It is spirit possession. But we're going to learn here today that there are two types of spirits. Just because people can operate in divination used by the devil, people get confused by that. The Bible says in verse number 10, and Saul swear to her by the Lord saying, as the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. Then said the woman, whom shall I bring up to thee? And he said, bring me up Samuel. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice and the woman spake to Saul saying, why have you deceived me? For you're Saul, you're the king. But the king said, don't be afraid. And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods because Samuel, Saul asked her, what did you see? He said, I saw gods, gods being, see that God's is lowercase g, meaning spirits. I saw spirits ascending out of the earth. They were coming up, and there was one old man cometh up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel, 
stooped his face to the ground and bowed himself. And Samuel said unto Saul, why are you disturbing me? Why are you disturbing me? Disquitted at me, the Bible says, to bring me up. Saul was trying to get answers because he was getting ready to go into battle. And the Lord was done with Saul. He was done with him. And he was moving on to David. But the Bible says, in verse number 16, then says Samuel, Wherefore then dost thou ask of me, seeing the Lord is departed from thee and has become thine enemy? And the Lord hath done to him as he spake by me. For the Lord hath rent the kingdom out of thy hand and given it to thy neighbor, David. Because thou obeyest not the voice of the Lord. Somebody say quench. Say quench not. The Bible says quench not the spirit. Because when you stop listening to the voice of the Lord, you are opening yourself up for other voices to be entertained. We may not hop in hula today, but we go learn. We go come out of some things today. We go come out of some things today. When you stop listening to the voice of the Lord, that's what quench not the spirit. That was a command. What is it? Wasn't an option. Don't quench the spirit. Because if you shut the voice of the Lord up, it opens you up for other spirit possession. King Saul had quenched the spirit. He stopped listening to the voice of the Lord. Now he has found himself going after spirits that he had kicked out of the kingdom. The Bible says in verse number 19, moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel. This is Samuel speaking. Israel with thee into the hand of the Philistines and tomorrow shall thy and thy sons be with me. The Lord also shall deliver the host of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. Notice that the prophet is dead. Samuel is dead. But yet he was still able to prophesy into the life of Saul. How was that possible? Because the spirit of prophecy doesn't come from man. It comes from God. So the prophet can die, but the prophecy will live on. What I'm simply saying is I want to encourage somebody right now is that if you have received a word from a man of God and that man of God was to die, that does not mean the word that came from the man of God will die. Because the man of God can die, but his word, the spirit of prophecy comes from the Lord. So that prophecy will continue on. Because there are people that are long gone, but yet we see the fulfillment of the very thing that they used to pray for years ago. So it doesn't matter if you're on your deathbed, if you're still praying for your children and your grandchildren and your loved ones, don't stop believing. Because if God has given you a word that he's going to bring people back into the fold, it doesn't matter if you die tomorrow, the word will continue on. Because the Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word, but my word <laughs> shall not pass away. So never lose hope. Never lose hope. The prophet can die, but the prophecy will never die. Hallelujah. 
Glory be to God. The Bible says in Acts chapter 16, verse number 16, it says, And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel being a lady, young girl, possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us in Christ, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us unto the way of salvation. So here is a woman that is possessed following Paul, the other apostles, the other believers, Paul and us, as the scripture says, speaking truth. You see that? Speaking truth. Following the apostle Paul, possessed by a devil, and speaking the truth. The devil tells the truth. Oh, I didn't get an amen on that. Y'all waiting on me to answer that. I will. I will. She told the truth, but it was not the spirit of truth. See, the devil knows the truth, but he will manipulate the truth. Devil knows the truth, but he to confuse the simple who not who do not have the knowledge of the truth. The Bible speaks of two types of spirits, as I stated earlier. It speaks of the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. We find that in 1 John chapter number 4, verse number 6. For the Bible says, we are of God. Somebody say, I'm of God. I'm of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. That is not, he that is not of God heareth not us. But the Bible says, hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. See, there is a spirit of truth and then there is a spirit of error. What voice are you listening to? Because a voice is speaking. It's, it's a matter of are you receiving truth or are you receiving error? Remember how the devil was described in the book of Genesis. He was described as a serpent or a snake. If you think about a serpent or a snake, the first thing he does to it's prey, it's, it's, it wraps around the prey, trying to squeeze the life out of the prey. It wraps around you to try to hold you tight, saying, I'm not letting you go, because that's what the enemy does. Once he gets a grip on you, he wants to wrap himself around you so that you feel like you cannot return to a place where you belong. Mm -hmm. There are many people that feel so condemned, they don't feel like they can come back to God. They feel so wrapped in the devil's lies, so wrapped in the devil's hatred and condemnation, they don't feel like they can be forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ. They're squeezed with a lie from the devil. And then once he has them squeezed, what's the first thing he tries to eat? The head. That's the first thing the serpent, the snake goes after. He goes for the praise head. If you don't believe me, watch, watch YouTube. Let's pull it up. He goes straight for the head, straight for the mind. Because if he can get your mind and not allow the, the Lord to have your mind, he's got you. Amen. Amen. Because the mind, a person's mind is the foundation of their existence. 
he goes straight for the head. And then the snake possesses a tongue. And that tongue starts out as one. But when it comes out his mouth, it's two. It splits. Why? Because the devil knows there's only one God. The Bible says that they understand it's good that you know there's one called God. So does the demon. So does the devil. And they tremble. They believe on that, and they tremble. Starts with one, but when it comes out of his mouth, he makes you to believe two. He makes you to believe in a trinity. He makes you to believe something different, something far left, far right. Why? Because everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. The truth is in him, but what comes out is a lie. He understands oneness. He only got one tongue, but when it comes out, it comes out too. <laughs> Amen. That's the spirit of the devil. That's the spirit of the serpent. If you're here today and you feel confused, that's not of God. That's of the devil. And you're listening to the wrong voice. You're allowing yourself to be possessed by the wrong spirit. Because the enemy wants to divide and confuse. Because spirit possession is real. And if you entertain anything other than the word of God, you're allowing yourself to be possessed by the wrong spirit. See, when we see this world, our society, America, the movies have just taken spirit possession to a, a whole level to where, you know, you're raising off the bed. You're foaming out the mouth. And those things actually happen. But see, it's got us thinking that's spirit possession. But the way that I live, I cannot be possessed by the spirit. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes. You can be, be possessed by the wrong spirits. You can be entertaining the wrong thing, and it's just creeping right on in. It's just creeping right on in. Little by little, little by little, that snake, that serpent, that liar is just squeezing you little by little. You ever notice how that snake just squeezes? It, it slowly moves, doesn't it? It doesn't wrap it real tight. Why? Because if it goes too fast, that prey might pop out of there. It doesn't go too fast, but it wraps very slowly just to make sure it's got a good grip on you. Brother Carson taught on Wednesday a very powerful message speaking of the importance of remaining. Remaining in the church. Remaining strong in what you believe in. Staying firm on the doctrine of Jesus Christ. The scripture lets us know Acts 16, verse number 18. It says, and this did she many days, speaking of the woman that was following Paul, speaking truth but did not have the spirit of truth. But Paul being grieved because someone can speak the truth, but if they don't have the spirit to grieve the Holy Ghost, it's going to grieve the spirit that lives on the inside of you. The Bible says, but Paul being grieved turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And the Bible says, and he came out the same hour. Now I want you to notice something here that Paul did that was in our text. The Bible says that Paul spoke the word and the spirit came out. He didn't touch her he didn't grab her 
He didn't do all the things that you see exorcists do. He didn't grab some holy water and start sprinkling. He didn't try to grab her, lay her on the bed and do all these performancing things, but he just spoke the word. Because that's what Jesus did. Every spirit that came to him, he spoke the word and the spirit came out. Why is this important? How was Paul able to do this? Because Paul had a relationship through the Holy Spirit that lived on the inside of him. Why is this important? Because the Bible speaks of the Holy Spirit and also speaks of other spirits. I want you to notice something here. That if you was to go to Acts chapter number 2, verse number 1. The scripture says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the, somebody say, spirit. As the Spirit, somebody say capital S. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Let's drop down to verse number 17. The Bible says in verse 17, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of, somebody say my, his Spirit, God's Spirit, out my Spirit. See that? Capital S. My Spirit upon all flesh. If you were to take a look at the other verses of scripture that we were just reading about being possessed by demonic spirits, all those words spirits were all lowercase s. None of them had capital S because capital S spirit comes from the Lord. There is a difference between demonic spirit possession and the infilling of God's spirit possession. When you are entertaining or giving place to the devil, you are allowing the lowercase s spirit possession to take hold of you. But when you are listening to the voice of the Lord, you are allowing capital S Holy Spirit to take hold of you. Why is this valuable? Because the very things that we are dealing with in our life, it takes the capital S Holy Spirit in order to remove the lowercase s demonic spirits. See, when you are possessed by the right spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, that spirit, you can now have the mindset to be able to remove or don't give place to the demonic spirits. But you cannot remove the demonic spirits without the Holy Spirit. So if you are trying to make a change in your mind and in your household, you need the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, Acts 1 and 8 says, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit comes upon you. But you cannot possess the power of the capital S Spirit until you have the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. That's why it's important to have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Because without the Holy Spirit, you will have trouble upon trouble. Mind 
Mm, mm, mm. Mind trouble upon mind trouble. You will suffer with confusion. You will suffer with all the things that you're dealing with. And that demonic spirit will continue to squeeze you. To where you think you cannot come out. Well, I've come to tell somebody today, you're going to come out today. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, you're going to come out today. I don't know what you're dealing with, what type of demonic spirit that's been troubling your heart. I know I've got a word for somebody because somebody's been troubled in their spirit. You can call yourself saved and sanctified, but somebody's been troubled in their spirit. And most of it is because of what you've been entertaining. You've been entertaining the wrong things, so therefore you've allowed these spirits to come into your heart. You've been entertaining the wrong things with friends and family things in your home you're allowing these things to take place but somebody here today must have make up their mind I want a change in my life uh-huh I want a change in my home I want a change in my environment I want to change everywhere that I go I need a change and it takes the Holy Spirit because it is Jesus that was able just to speak the word so what I'm saying to you today is, is that somebody just needs to speak the word. You need to speak the word. When you speak the word, you'll receive the word. When you speak the word, you'll receive the word. If you need the Holy Ghost, speak the word, you'll receive the word. If you need change in your mind and in your heart, speak the word. The Holy Spirit will take control. See, some of us aren't walking in the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. We aren't walking in the Holy Spirit. We possess the Holy Spirit, but we're not walking in it. We're still allowing our flesh to have dominion over the Spirit. That's not the will of God. That's not the will of God. And then you wonder why there's so much strife in the home, strife in family members, strife with different things. It's because we're allowing our flesh, the lowercase s, spirit, to have possession. You know that's not the will of God? When you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, it is not meant for you to not walk in authority and, and dominion. No, he gave the Holy Spirit so that you can be reconnected to him so that you may walk in authority and dominion. I know this to be true. And so it's important that we walk out of here knowing that the Holy Spirit is greater than any other spirit that is attacking your mind today. You want to come out of sin? You want to get rid of the ways that you've been walking? You want to come out of a lifestyle that you want to walk away from? I said if you want to. If you want to. If you want to. Not everybody here wants to. But if you today want to. You just simply believe, and we're going to speak the word. And God is getting ready to remove 
the lowercase spirits that's been tormenting your life. I'm telling you. I've been a part of many services where we've had spirits cast out. I've been a part of many services where people have went back to their home and got rid of the spirits that was in their home. I'm telling you. See, many people, many churches, many leaders don't want to touch this subject. I don't know why. Because it's real. And if you don't hit on subjects like this, people go leave the church, go right back home, and they're right back in turmoil. And then they expect to come back to church next Sunday and just, I need to feel good again. No, 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 no. God didn't come and save you for you to feel good once a week. I don't live that life. Uh-uh. The only reason why I look forward to Sunday more than Monday is only because I get to be around my fellow brothers and sisters. That's it. But how I feel today, I feel on Monday. And I feel all throughout the week. Because a child of God should be walking in light and in joy and in peace. We've got to deal with things like this so that we can get rid of the spirits that's controlling our mind. Because spirit possession is real. Oh, it's real. Uh-huh. And we cannot look past the fact that we could be entertaining the wrong things in our home. And we're wondering why, man, why, why am I feeling like this all the time? Anybody ever felt like, why have I been so down lately? Why have I been depressed? Why have I been feeling this certain way? You know, suicide and all those things that come up in people's homes. I've heard people, I've heard parents, I've heard adults speaking about suicide. And they're wondering, how, where did this come from? If you do some research, Sister Carson, you will find out they've been entertaining the wrong things. Because suicide's not normal. That's a spirit. Oh, yes, it is. It's not normal. It's not normal to cut yourself. It's not normal to take yourself out. That's a spirit. You've got to learn that this is real and how to control it. The only way to control the spirit is to get rid of it. <laughs> Never allow it in your house to begin with. That's it. But I'm telling you, that today you're going to be set free. That anyone here today, whatever you're dealing with in your life, whatever you've been dealing with in your mind, I'm telling you today, if you want to be set free from the things that's been bothering you, God's going to do it right now. He's going to do it right now. He's going to set you free from the very things that you've been dealing with. He's going to set you free. The very thing that's been troubling you, he's about to set you free. I don't want anyone to stand. I just want you to lift your hands right where you are. Come on. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. In the name of Jesus. That's it. Come on. Lift your hands right where you are. That's it. Come on. Come on. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. God set us free right now. Set them free right now, Lord. In the name of Jesus.
in the name of Jesus, set us free, God, in our minds. Set us free, Lord, in our mind. Set us free, Lord, right now. That's it. Come on. Keep those hands raised. Keep them raised. Keep them raised. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Help us, God. I've been entertaining the wrong things. I've been watching. I've been entertaining the wrong things in my life. God, I need you to set me free here right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Help me, Lord. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit is greater than any demonic force. That's why Jesus just spoke the word. I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ. I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody here today as we stand to our feet now, someone here today needs to make a choice today to come to this altar, to make an altar right where you are, but you don't leave out of here with speaking the word. I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to allow a spirit of hatred, a spirit of bitterness, a spirit of homosexuality, a spirit of lying and cheating, a spirit to be entertained in my life no more. I won't allow that spirit, but I will allow the Holy Spirit to take control and take dominion in my life. Someone here today needs to make that proclamation and command every spirit to be removed from your heart. I know this isn't easy preaching for some, but I'm preaching the word of God. I'm telling you, we've got to learn how to handle demonic spirits because it's real. And we're either going to walk in truth or we're going to walk in error. So I've come to ask a question today. Are you going to walk in truth? Or are you going to be deceived by the lie that the devil's been telling you? You're going to be deceived by the lie. You're going to allow yourself to continue just to be squeezed. And he's attacking your mind, causing you to believe a lie. God told and asked Eve, has God said, questioning the very words of God. Someone here today has been questioning the very words of God. And somebody needs to believe the truth and not a lie. Today, if you know you need to make some changes in your heart, you need to make some changes in your home, I want you to step out by faith. You come to this altar you step out in the aisle closest to you, whatever you feel comfortable doing, but someone needs to throw up their hands and proclaim the word of the Lord. If you want to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, having your sins washed away because you need to make a change in your life, come on, you need to come down to this altar right now. If you want the gift of the Holy Spirit, capital S, because you know that you must have these other spirits out of your life, you need to come down to this altar right now. Lift your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, that's it, that's it. Come on, come on. Step out by faith. Proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. That's it, come on. Hallelujah.